0: The Painted Arrow Podcast, committed to taking you beyond the pursuit. Howdy and welcome to another episode of the Painted Arrow Podcast. We're here with myself and Devin Cole today. We are, we're starting a new series, Devin, aren't we?
1: That's a big big announcement,
0: I guess. It's big news where we're from Devin, do you want to walk us through the the buy dirt series that's what we're gonna call it the buy dirt series Kind of just walk us through like what it's gonna be about some things that people can uh, look forward to and expect to hear, why we're doing it, all those good things
1: yeah well I think I think uh, it was really interesting for not only myself but I'm sure a lot of listeners to kind of hear you go through your journey um, of buying your farm and what that looked like and, you know, kind of your upbringing and, and why you're even even interested in buying a farm and kind of just everything that led up to that. And then you were pretty transparent about, you know, what that process entailed for you as well. And, you know, a, as your friend, I learned a lot from watching you go through that, but I think, you know, there's been other people that have kind of told me they've listened to the podcast and that, it was just cool insight. You, you shared a lot of, you know, really interesting things. And I think that's kind of where you and I came up with the idea of like, let's do another mini series or our first mini series, I guess, and call it the buy dirt series, because, you know, I'm, I'm in a position at this point where I am, uh, I'm, I'm getting very serious about trying to buy a farm here. And, um, any, I guess anybody that follows along, my wife and I sold our house, um, about six months ago, kind of taking advantage of the status of the, of the market, we um, we were able to sell our house for quite a bit more than we bought it for just three years ago. And then I I basically struck up a deal with my parents' neighbor to uh, to buy their house, which is not quite as nice of a house as the one we were in. It, it was definitely a fixer upper, and that's putting it mildly. But uh, that came with eleven acres, and that was my you know my first. My first purchase of any sort of, you know, legitimate amount of land, um, it's obviously directly adjacent to my parents' property. So, um, you know, the intent is that my pops will end up buying that that 10 acres from me, and then it just increases the amount of land that he has. But that sort of was all leading to me eventually um, being able to buy my own farm. And I say that because, you know, this – when the market's high like it has been, it's difficult to take advantage of that and sell your house – at a record high because then you're just going to go on and likely spend all of those profits on paying somebody else a record high for their house. So there was a very unique opportunity that that kind of presented itself for me where we sold our house for, like I said, a record high compared to what we had bought it for previously. And we were, we were able to sort of exit the market, so to speak. Uh, Like I said, I struck a deal with this guy off the market, this man to man, this is what I want to pay you for your house. And, and, um, you know, and they took that, so that allowed us to kind of exit the market, not dive into a lot of the profits from our our other home. I mean, we've, we've had to use some of it to, to fix up this new house, but it's put me in a position, um, and the intent was exactly that, to, you know, be able to buy a farm. So we're, and when I say farm, you know, we're looking for a, a chunk of ground that we can hopefully build on, um, and obviously deer hunt. So the Obviously the deer, deer hunt. Yeah, exactly. So the intent of the buy dirt series was, you know, Nate and I were kind of thinking, we just, you know, Nate just kind of went through something like this and, and he documented his journey. And I think it'd be really interesting to maybe take it a step further. And now that I'm going through that, I'll just talk through what all of that looks like, you know, set, setting your budget. What are the things that you, that you, um, that you're looking for in a property, you know, what are the must haves, what are the wants, um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna bring on, um, some wildlife property realtors and um, talking about bringing on some people from lending institutions that lend on vacant land and just kind of trying to educate not only ourselves, but you guys on what, uh, what that looks like to try to buy a piece of ground.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, a few things that you said there that I just want to mention, like, like, I feel like people might be asking like, why are these guys qualified? Right. Why, why, why are Nate and Devin qualified? I mean, I just did the thing, you know, I just did the whole, you know, what we're going to go through, we'll, we'll expose more of my story that, you know, has already passed, but um, I've been getting so many questions just from people that I know um, and even outside from the my group of people, I guess you mm-hmm. could call it, but they just, Hey, we're looking at some ground, you know, 20 acres or so to, to deer hunt and just to kind of get away for the weekend we're going to look at a piece this, uh, you know, this upcoming weekend. What, what do you recommend we look for? Like what, you know, people have reached out to me quite a bit. And um, I just think there's a lot of questions out there about how to actually go about purchasing land. Cause it's not, it's not very easy if you've never done it. And um, I mean, I, we can both speak from experience, personal real life experience. And um, there's a whole lot of savviness that comes with it. I think too, to get the right deal um, not being afraid to be rejected and things like that. But yeah, I think that, uh, Devin and I are more than qualified to talk about this, these topics and, and just kind of have the conversations and like, like Devin said, we're, we are currently going through that. Um, Devin's currently going through that and we, uh, we talk about it quite a bit. So, well,
1: and I think the other thing too, is the things that we're probably not qualified to talk about, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to bring in the experts and ask them the questions that we have, and that's going to let everybody learn something. So, um, yeah, I am I think one of the most common misconceptions, at least initially, when you look at these big price tags for these giant pieces of land, um, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, notions that say, oh, you gotta you got to have a lot of cash to buy a piece of ground, or I can't afford that, or, um, you know, it's just there, there's a lot of, a lot of things that we're going to try to expose and talk about because there's just a lot of options. And, um, believe you me, it's not like Nate and I have, you know, piles of cash to pay, you know, to pay cash for a farm. That's, that's not the case at all. So we're going to kind of talk about all the options that exist to be able to afford a piece of ground.
0: So Devin, as a, as a starting point for this, this conversation, you you just said that you sold your house with the intent Mm -hmm. To buy land, talk through how you know, wh- wh- like your strategy more in terms of the market because I think that's key. Is the market? Every situation's different. Every location's different. We're in you know Southern Michigan um, area, and somebody listening might be from you know Oklahoma or whatever. But talk about what's happening in the market, like back when you sold your house and kind of where it's gone to since then. Um, and your whole intent to sell your prop, your, your home and buy land. Talk through that.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, real estate is something that's kind of always intrigued me at some level, whether I'm, you know, in the market to buy a house or a piece of property or not. Um, i got a, I've got a mentor in my life who's, you know, really into buying and selling commercial real estate and just learned a lot from him uh, and listening to him talk. And one thing that he's always talked about kind of like I mentioned was real estate is a ladder. <laughs> typically always a lateral shift so like if you can't like if you're if you're coming into a new market and buying your house for the first time that's the exception or if you're selling your house and leaving the mark, this market that local market entirely then that's not a lateral shift but in general if you're you know if you live in michigan and you're selling your house and you're gonna then go buy another house that's a lateral shift and by that you know we mean you know like i said if you sell your house for a record high that's awesome you made profit but then you're probably going to pay somebody else a record high for their house. So it tends to be a lateral shift. So where, where the money is made is if you can figure out how to be crafty, like, like Nate said, and, and, and exit the market. And so we, my wife and I were just kind of keeping an eye on the market and we're looking at these, I guess, pops. So looking at other homes that we would consider similar to ours in the area that we're selling for significantly more money than we had paid for ours three years ago. And um, I had kind of just mentioned to, to my wife that, you know, we, we have always had this dream ever since I met her of buying, you know, a chunk of ground maybe somewhere between 50 and hundred acres. And we want to build our dream. home. That was always the, the end game. And we knew that it was going to take some time to achieve that. But when we were looking at the market, And and seeing what we were seeing, I kind of told her that, uh, or mentioned to her that, you know, if we can find out, if we can sell our house and make a bunch of money on it, there's going to be a sacrifice that comes with that. And that's going to be, we're going to have to take a step backwards and move into, you know, a fixer upper or a house that's not as nice so that we don't have to touch much of those profits. But that could essentially act as a shortcut to our home or our end game, which was buying property and building. And to add another piece into that puzzle, we, you know, we were also pregnant with our first child um, during all this. And so, like I said, we kind of just walked through the doors and, and looked at all the options, and we ended up listing our home. Um, and, you know, we, we weren't going to take you – know, we, we, we drew our line in the sand, and we said, you know, here's our number. If it sells, great. If not, we don't have to leave. But if our home sells for this, we'll leave tomorrow. And, and we were just, you know, again, taking advantage of, of this market that seems to be inflated right now. And so we listed our home, um, kind of one of the main drivers for that decision was my parents and neighbor, um, had bought their home foreclosed maybe seven to 10 years ago. So they were into their home for very little, and they had always known that my dad you know, was, was buying up property around the block, so to speak. And and he had, I think mentioned to them previously, if you're ever interested in selling your property, let me know. And they had come to him and basically said, you know, we're in a position right now where we want to potentially sell our home. We haven't, haven't even approached a realtor, haven't listed on the market haven't done anything, but we know you were mentioned, you mentioned you'd be interested in buying our property. Would you be interested in buying our property and our house? And, At the time, my dad wasn't real interested in buying their house at all, but had just mentioned it to me. And it was a very unique time where Logan and I, my wife and I had had been talking about selling our house anyway. And my dad wasn't even really aware of that. And so, um, you know, he he mentioned that in passing that, hey, the neighbors are trying to get rid of their property. And I kind of had a light bulb moment and really just acted on that. So I I went over and, um, you know, met my parents' neighbor and basically said, here's, Here's a price that I think's fair, um, and like I said, they weren't into the home for a lot of money because they had bought it foreclosed. So it worked out where I was able to buy their home for what I felt like was significantly under market value, but they still made, you know, a good return on what they were into their home for because they had bought it foreclosed. And so it was kind of, you know, good for both parties in that regard. Um, but it it essentially, like I said, allowed us to exit the market. We we sold our other home for. Uh, for a good chunk of money you know more than what we had paid for it and then we didn't use those profits or didn't weren't required to use those profits to buy another home we, we were able to get into a house that um, was not as nice it was you know there were sacrifices we took a step backwards we've been living in a construction zone for the last six to eight months um, because we're trying to you know get this home up to par but again it was it's a short-term sacrifice for for a long-term gain gain and that's that kind of set us up to be able to start looking for property uh, and like I said, give us, act sort of as a shortcut to the forever goal, which is buy a chunk of ground and build and build a home. So that's kind of where, where, where it all kind of came into play. It was just, you know, a unique opportunity presented itself at a a time where my wife and I were already considering selling our house and we decided to just act on it. I mean, not, not a lot of people, you know, go backwards um and sell their nice house and, and buy a crappy one but again it's it was a short-term sacrifice and it's it's going to set us up to be able to buy a buy a chunk of prop ch- chunk of property and uh you know build our forever home where we will raise all of our our babies
0: so <clears throat> what what are some of those things like i think sacrifice i mean i think that needs to be uh i think we need to discuss that more because like the far majority of of individuals, you know, listening, like you said, your specific reasoning for wanting to buy dirt is, I mean, obviously this is about a, this is about hunting, but even more so like your specific example of, Hey, we want to buy some land, build a house, you know, have our kids and have them grow up in that atmosphere. Somebody else listening might just want, you know, uh, you know, a weekend retreat or 15 acres or five acres or 10 acres, or maybe they want something real specific, like, an acre next to some public land or um but i think i think the the key thing here that you're saying and that i know i've lived through is like the whole sacrifice piece mm-hmm. most people don't have enough money to just throw cash at things you know and if they do great but um you know coming from the you know from we're, we're, we're both cut from the same cloth in the aspect of if you want something there's nobody telling you you can't get it, but you're going to have to work for it and you're going to have to sacrifice. And I guess, I don't know, I, I feel like when people listen to this and they hear your, your kind of your description of, uh, you know, the situation that you put yourself in, like, how does how does somebody else translate that into their situation? Like, how would you recommend, like, like sacrifice? What what, what does that really mean? Like, ex- give some examples, too, I guess, if you could Dev.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, to, to qualify my statement, I guess. So, our, our first home was a, a three-bedroom home, one and a half bath. It was a you know a relatively nice home in a neighborhood. Had a garage, had a basement. It, it did everything we needed to do. We were a, a single couple, no kids, with a dog, and we loved it. We we were we were close to a school. We were in a neighborhood. Um, you know, it was it was just a nice home. Um, like I said, we listed that home and we sold it. And what we moved into is a manufactured home that needed a lot of exterior and interior work. Um, it has no basement and it has no garage. So when I say sacrifices, you, know, you, you set up your lifestyle and you're, you're accustomed to living a certain way. And the sacrifice uh, or the, you know, put, putting that profit in the bank uh, from selling our other home, what was required to do that was giving up a garage, giving up a basement um having to put a bunch of elbow grease into this house to make it live livable Um, when we bought this house the the fascia and soffit on the exterior of the house uh, were entirely rotted it had no gutters Uh, we had to gut the entire inside of the house repaint everything new floors in the whole house um, new kitchen Um, like there were some things we had to do just to make this new house livable and and to be clear there was definitely money that was they needed to be put into the home to to get it there, but it just far the price tag on that far outweighed, you know, the gain of selling our other our other home, or sorry, the gain on the other home outweighed, you know, what would what would be required to get the other one up to being livable, and so, you know, I guess sacrifices, you know, it, it, it's it's a word that means something to different, you know, means something different to different people depending on the situation you're in, but. I guess when I say sacrifice, I mean, we willingly took a step backwards away from a a nicer home um, and that had amenities that we were accustomed to, such as a garage and a basement. And, you know, we have less living space, um, which, you know, you you then have to find somewhere to put all your stuff. So, um, you know, we don't have a garage, we don't have a basement, and we've been having to live sort of in a work zone um, because I'm working on this house all the time, but, You know, that's the sacrifice and the gain is um, we were able to put some money in the bank and that expedites our timeline and our ability to to get serious about buying a a chunk of property.
0: OnX is the number one GPS hunting app on the market. If you don't have OnX, I would highly consider trying a free trial where you can get access to all 50 states and all of the mapping features and tools onyx allows you to send waypoints to your buddies see public and private boundary lines and see where you stand in live time and also has a new weather feature that allows you to track weather and wind so you can stay on top of your game literally it's a no-brainer if you go on your computer not your mobile device to onyxmaps.com and use the promo code painted you will receive 20 percent off your elite or premium subscription know where you stand with onyx there's nothing I like doing more than hunting elk in the western states. One of the main challenges of hunting big game species in western states is actually getting a tag. Furthermore, it's actually understanding each state's drawing systems, which can seem like a chore to figure out for beginners. Hunt is a company that has figured out how to simplify this obstacle for basic folk like you and me. GoHunt offers a subscription service called the Insider, which gives you access to the most accurate draw odds, species breakdowns, and strategy articles out there. Before I started using GoHunt, I would spend hours filing through kill harvest reports and data sheets looking for a good unit to hunt in, and using the Insider has streamlined this process, making it easier and more efficient than ever before. This has allowed me to find a place to go hunt, hence the name. Visit GoHunt.com to find out more and to start a free trial with the Insider Subscription Service. Shoe Sporting Goods in Jackson, Michigan has been in the business of selling outdoor equipment for over 30 years. They have over 1,000 new and used guns and over 500 new bows for you to choose from. This family-owned and operated company goes above and beyond to make sure that you are taken care of when it comes to buying gear. Use the promo code PAINTEDARO5 at the checkout and receive 5% off your entire purchase. Yes, that does include guns and bows, folks. Go down to ShoePacks today. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're selling high, but you're buying high. So the sacrifice comes down to what are you willing to do what are you li- willing to live through to sell high cuz you i mean you and i both took advantage of the market and i feel like that's that's uh that's that's a very it, it's a it's, it's a way to kind of compete in an area that you necessarily don't always have a business competing in right you don't you don't mm-hmm. when when you play the market like we are it helps you to be able to. You almost are outside of your league in a way. You sell your house. You did nothing. You know, I'm not saying you didn't do nothing. You definitely worked on your house and and you brought it to a value, but you, you didn't really do a bunch in terms of the market. Like a house in your in your neck of the woods hadn't sold for that much ever, and you That's almost correct. increased the house value of everybody else in the neighborhood just from you being savvy enough to have your line. And if it if that line gets crossed, then then you said, I'm willing to sell, and that, that's kind of what happened. But if, you, if you're if you're willing to sacrifice that uh, buy high, I'm sorry, sell high, and then not buy high and wait, you know, live with your parents. I mean, that's what I did. I lived with my parents for a while. I mean, that sucks.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, you know, that goes back to what I was saying. is You know, it only works. You can only take advantage of the market that way if you have a way to exit the market. Uh, and like you're saying, your, your way was moving with your parents, you know, we strongly considered that, um, but we had a, a way that presented itself that we can get another home. It's not going to even ever go to market and be, you know, there's never going to be a bidding war that drives this thing up. You know, this guy, this guy and I shook hands, agreed on a price. Uh, I was comfortable with that price and what that looked like. And, and, you know, it, it, it didn't get inflated by the other market and, having realtors get involved that told these people what their home was worth based on the market and all the, all these things, you know, we agreed on a price. They were happy with their return. I was happy with the, the price point and that was our way to, to move forward um, while still selling our home uh, and take advantage, taking advantage of the market.
0: So let's just say like, what are some of your strategies for like, when somebody says, Hey, I'm in the market for, I'm in the market for a new lawnmower. You're in the market for new land. What, what, does that, what does that really mean? I mean, like, walk me through how you are in the market. How, how are you putting yourself in the market so that you can get alerts? And, you know, like, what? walk me through that process for you personally. How are you in the market uh, right now?
1: So I have, you know, before I buy anything, even if it's like, you know, a new piece of gear for my hunting setup or anything, I just, I'm relentless with research. So when I say I'm in the market for something... It basically means I've I've done my research. I think I know what I want, and I think these things are selling for for a price that I'm willing to pay. I think that's kind of what um, you know determines that you're in the market for something. Um, and then in terms of like make, making yourself aware of the opportunities as they as they hit the market, you know that comes from either working with a realtor that's going to be looking for these opportunities on your behalf, or um, you know some things that. That you've done, that I've also done, is you know make an account on Zillow, uh, as it pertains to real estate. Make an account on Zillow. Make an account on Realtor.com. There's LandWatch. There's all these different websites. You can make an account and save a custom search. And so any any property that would hit the market that fits your criteria, you can set up email notifications so that it notifies you when uh, when a new property hits the market. And so yeah, I mean, I guess for, for the purpose of what we're looking for, what I'm in the market for, I've kind of said, you know, I'd really like to end up with a chunk of property between 50 and hundred acres. Um, so I set my, I, I set a search limit uh, of anything above 40 actually, but in my head, I'd really like to buy a piece of property that's between 50 and hundred, um, acres. So I set up a search criteria that says any, any properties that hit the market that are over 40 acres within this radius or you know within this region that I draw, um, you know please notify me. And then it comes down to you know what does that property look like? What what is that property made up of? Um, you know what's my budget? And then then those things start to matter. And I'm not you know I'm not too far down this road. We're really just kind of starting to look and walked a couple pieces. Um, but you know we've got we've got the chips to play the game at this point. And so now we're we're starting to uh, starting to look.
0: I think that's the biggest thing too, right? Is like having the chips to play the game. Like, you can dream all you want, but there's a there's a certain point where you got to be, you know, you either have the money or you don't. You either you're either willing to make the sacrifices to, you know, mm-hmm. make it happen, or you're not. And, yeah, and I think go ahead.
1: So, sorry to sorry to cut you off, but you you just made me think of something. Like when you said, you know, what what did those sacrifices look like? The sacrifice looks like having a wife that's pregnant with your first child and asking her to move into a manufactured home that has no AC and a lot of work when she's been living in a nice home in a neighborhood uh, that does have AC that you've spent the last three years, you know, renovating and making exactly what you want. So it's just, you know, that that's, that's the sacrifice. It's not, you know, um, <laughs> some people don't even have a house. So like sacrifices are relative, right? Like I'm not, I'm not making it sound like we were homeless, but we were willing to go backwards because of what that could potentially yield. And, and it, it was going to give us an opportunity to shortcut to the to the forever goal of, of buying property and building a home. And so, you know, props to my wife or, or thank you to my wife, I guess, for being willing, willing to make that sacrifice because, you know, she was, like I said, six months six months pregnant with our first baby and um you know we were moving into a a home that needed a lot of work that didn't have ac in august so um sacrifices are different for everyone but that's kind of what it looked like for us is you know we uh the house needs a lot of work We didn't have a basement don't have a garage don't have ac um but that's you know we were willing to take that we were willing to make that sacrifice for, I guess, the gain of selling our home and, and being able to put that money in the bank so that we could have the chips to play the game, and the game is trying to buy property.
0: Yeah. You know, I think that uh, just just thinking through my, my whole process, like, I think it's really important to know your why, you know, Um Because, I mean, at at the end of the day, like, they they say it about a lot of things. Like, I remember when I started this podcast, I knew it would be difficult to, like, continually put out quality content. And Mm -hmm. I remember, I can't remember who it was, but I was watching a a YouTube video about podcasting and having a successful long-term podcasting um, channel, I guess you could call it. And they always said like you got to know your why because there's gonna be times where you you said to your fans like hey we're gonna do a podcast every single Monday and you can expect that to be there every Monday morning we'll have a new episode out and like they say well you got to know your why because if you don't have a why and you don't have something to look on to to really motivate you in those in those times and days where things are just like boring and maybe it's the dark winter or maybe it's just it feels like a job right knowing your why about buying land that, I mean, that's, I couldn't, I couldn't think of a better, a better example of, of why you would need to know your why, because not only is this going to be a sacrifice, right? We are talk about that. It's going to be a sacrifice. It's going to be a financial sacrifice. On top of that, you're going to be spending money. And it's not like, it's not like you get there You you get this, this ground, that you get to hunt on or that you get to build on or that you get to whatever. That's just the beginning. And there's, there's lots of things that come along with that and responsibilities and taxes and, and all those things. And having that why of like, this is why I'm doing it. Um, it's really important to keep that in your front pocket of your shirt there. So you can often glean on it and help you to, to do these things. Cause like there will be sacrifice. There's just a guarantee. Um, just like anything in life, there's, there's always a, an opportunity cost for things that you do, and I, I mean, just getting out of it, and I'm, I'm just now getting to the point on my, uh in my home here, where things are kind of smoothing out, you know, um, we decided to buy a, it's not even qualified as a fixer-upper, like, it was, we, we should have just bulldozed the house down and started new, and um, we're just getting to the point where things are kind of feeling just beautifully like a home and, and things operate smoothly. And, um, and my, my Lord, the the amount of sacrifices I've had to make for this to all happen. I mean, it's not what people think. Sometimes people, you know, just see what, what they want and they'll, they'll judge you maybe for it and maybe they won't, but it it does take a lot to, uh, you know, to really get, to reach your goals and and having that. Why? I, I just think that that's, even to write it down on a piece of paper, you know what I mean, to have like something that you can like always look to of like this, this is, this is why I'm doing it. You know, Th- this, this is it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess the other thing to note too is, you know, people, people don't always see the sacrifices either. I mean, that the sacrifice isn't the sexy part. Uh, you know, people see that, what, you have a 70 acre farm with a nice house. Well, yeah, but, the house wasn't that nice and we probably should have bulldozed it but we've spent the last year rebuilding it you know nobody sees that they see the nice house on a 70 piece, you know a 70 acre ground that's that's what people see so i guess it's important to note you know there are sacrifices that come with um you know with doing anything like you said there's always an opportunity cost and that's just often not what gets seen so to your point you know having your why is going to be you know, that thing, that main, that mainstay, the the home base where you can, you know, always look back to, and that's going to be, you know, driving a lot of the decisions and the commitments you make to, uh, to make that dream, you know, happen.
0: So quick story. Okay. Speaking of sacrifices and having a why moment, I think, I I think I might've told this story a while back, but, um, but you know, not, not going real into detail, but like the, the house that I ended up buying was, it rotted basically from the ground up, uh, water diversion was not a thing. There was no gutters on the home and it basically rotted from the crawl space up. Water would pool under the house and then the wood would rot and the, the floor joists and, and all the framing and everything was just rotting up. And so I remember there's one day I was underneath the house. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was underneath the house. I took a video of it too. Cause I wanted to remember like, I wanted to remember that moment, but I was underneath the house and I was actually digging. I was underneath the floor joist. So like I'm six, you know, you know, on a good day, I'm like six, three I'm underneath this, underneath this, this house basically with a shovel, a miniature shovel, because it couldn't fit a full size shovel in there. And I'm digging spots to pour concrete for new pads because the house was sinking in a certain area. And I just remember just being under the house. There's nobody, nobody there with me. And I'm just sweating and just covered in clay dirt and just, I just remember laying down on my back, looking up at the house, just taking a break and just sweat just coming off my face. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing right now? just like thinking like, wow, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> I just remembered so clearly just like, God, this is, we're not even close to being done with this. Like. Oh, there's just so much riding on it, you know, like my, my future, you know, wife at the time, she, she hadn't, she didn't, if you would have saw this place and the amount of infestation of cats and stuff, it just, nobody'd want to live there. And I didn't blame her, but I was just so involved in it and just so wrapped up in the project that I had to make it work. And I remember just having that moment underneath that house thinking like, my. God, what did I do? Like I have to I have to succeed or this will not be a good thing and I mean you know now looking back at that it's just it's a beautiful thing to look back at but you know just the amount of sacrifice that we had to make to even we didn't have a toilet here for months. We didn't have a well, we didn't have water, we didn't have we were we were if you had to drop a number 2, you had to go out behind the barn. That's how it was for months here. <laughs> I mean that's the real deal, man. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and I guess just to bring this back to a deer hunting podcast. <laughs> that was that, that that was your sacrifice and on October 1, you shot a 165.
0: Yeah, god, I we I mean, the Holy Spirit documentary that Devin and I put out, Devin is a phenomenal uh video editor, freelance for hire, not really. <laughs> but I'm telling you if you go watch that video, knowing, just knowing, like I lived it, like you can hear all these stories, but oh my gosh, it just makes that so sweet. It makes, I've, I've never, oh my God, you know it, Devin, but it, it just makes that whole experience to really, really put yourself out there and sacrifice something to really achieve your dreams. Like, I think that's, I think that's the whole reason for us wanting to do this podcast because we've, we've seen, we we've both been in in the positions already where, you know, you've made a move and you've already got more land than you had, and now you you can see the bigger picture. And I I know that you're hungry to get more more ground, and I I've done it, I've lived it, and I think that we know how feasible it can be if you have the right attitude and the right mindset about the whole thing. And this this series going forward, um, we're just trying to help people. You know, that's kind of always been our our motto here with Painted Arrow Podcast is. Like we're going to document what we're going through because we want to help somebody else. We wouldn't be sitting here in the middle of the day on our lunch hour doing this if we didn't think there was a value to it. So I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we've been there and we, we can see others. Um, we can, we can visually see others. I know I can see other people in my life who've talked about getting ground. Like it's, you just have to have your why and, and be dialed in with the market. Um, And I really feel that people can achieve these things that seem very impossible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I guess just to, you know, not necessarily wrap it up, but to be more pointed, um, you know, so this is the official announcement of the by dirt series. This is, I guess you could call it episode one. Um, you know, we kind of expect to have somewhere between five and 10 episodes. Like I said, we're going to just go through this thing, things that we learn as Nate, Nate and I walk properties and as I kind of hone in on what we're looking for and um you know we're going to document all of that bring that to you like I said we're going to have some people from lending institutions on the podcast to talk about you know how to get financed for a piece of ground what that looks like um we're going to have you know a realtor on here that that specializes in um you know and finding a piece of of ground that you know even is specific for wildlife, you know, what that looks like. Um, just try to bring, you know, knowledge to you guys and, and hopefully it results in, you know, us buying our dream farm. At this point, you know, we, we have not prospected any, any properties that we're, you know, ready to make an offer on or anything, but we're just going to document it as we go. And hopefully at the end of this, um, you know, we're able to buy a farm where we're going to kill big deer and raise babies
0: yeah let's not get it twisted here this is a bow hunting podcast right that's that's the goal of all this right that that's the the foreseen in the future like that's the foresight
1: that's our why but that doesn't have to be everybody's why that's the point
0: that's correct that's correct shoot big bucks or nah (laughs) we have a lot of t-shirts that we could and probably should have made I don't know if that's a contender right there by, you know, shoot big bucks or not, nah, but um yeah, I mean bow hunting it's such a beautiful thing and what I think it's, it's it's so special for a lot of different reasons, you know, obviously, but you know, we're in Michigan, right? You go you go you travel 5 to 7 hours south and and bow hunting's a different thing, right? You 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 travel 15 to 20 hours west and it's a completely different thing. We live in an area where it's definitely possible to shoot deer, shoot bucks with archery tackle on public land without investing in, in land. You don't, you don't have to do that. You can go anywhere in this country. You don't have to own land. You, you don't have to. That's the beauty about public land. We all own it. You have to follow the laws and regulations, but at the end of the day, you don't have to. And there's a lot of people that choose to make that. That's the way that they hunt. We love hunting that way. We do it all the time. We do it every year. We look forward to it. We love saddle hunting. We we do all those public land things, but I mean my personal dream, you know, like growing up, I my grandpa had some land and man, I just remember growing up going over there and just thinking it was the coolest thing in the world. And and you get to a point where you're like you kind of you kind of figure out what you're going to where you settle and and what you like and and what you don't like and you know you you said it like you wanna have your kids grow up on some dirt that you own. You wanna look out your back porch and be like, Man, I own that. Look at that. My kid's gonna go out and play in that pond, this, you know, whatever. And I think that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be complicated. I mean we, we're we're we are super fortunate, Devin and I, to be able to like do these trips for hunting and and we'll travel around the country and and you know we get to come home at the end of the day and we can hunt right out our back door. I mean that's that is a blessing from God. I don't I mean I don't care what you say, Devin, like that is the most cool thing that there is and it's it's a dream for a lot of people. It's a it was a dream for me and I know it it's when when God gives you such a a big thing like that, something that you cherish so much and you know that you cherish it in your heart, I think it's your responsibility to share that with others, you know? And that and that can look like a lot of different things. But um, you know, th- this is a, for me, the property that I own is, you know, I, I've already enjoyed just sharing it with others and just walking on it, picking berries, shed hunting, turkey hunting. I mean, it can, it, it's, it's it doesn't have to be this thing that you look at other people and be like, God, they own all that land. And you, you look at them downward, you're, you know, you, you judge them. Like, it, it's, it's a it's a cool thing to be able to, to, to own your own land. And um, I think that this is going to be a special series for a lot of different reasons, but I'm, I'm pretty excited, Devin.
1: Me too, man. And like I said, recently I've kind of learned how doable it really is to buy a piece of land. And I think that's, I think there's misconceptions and I just want to, you know, I want to document my process of doing, you know, buying some, some land and hopefully it helps others realize how, how doable it is you know, it potentially is. So I'm excited and blessed.
0: I second that. I second that completely. So I guess, is there anything you want to, want to discuss here at the end? You got anything on your chest you want to get out?
1: No, I mean, like I said, I, I just, I feel, I feel really blessed to be in a position uh, that I'm in to be able to even look for for a piece of land that I think I, you know, I think I can afford, so we're, we're excited. Um, we're ready to begin the journey. Um, you know, if you have questions or feedback as, as we release these episodes, please share them. Uh, obviously, you know, like we've talked about with Nate's journey previously, this, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a really personal thing and we're going to do our best to be transparent and share this stuff with you. But, um, you know, at no point are we, you know, intended to come across, arrogant or entitled or anything like that you know what i mean it is we understand that it's not in the cards for everybody uh, we feel blessed that we're we're in a position where we we can't afford to buy a piece of land um but i guess no there's there's sacrifices that are made to to make that happen and we just want to document all of it share all of it and hopefully um, hopefully everybody gets to learn something from it
0: yep i think that's a great thing to add in there you know like um Uh, uh, the transparency is big i mean Devin is i mean just the things you said today talking about your home and that's 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 awesome i mean i don't care i mean that that's that's super transparent and uh that's how we that's how we do it here at painted arrow we're very transparent individuals if you guys ever do want to reach out you know contact us you just go to painted arrow com. um our contacts all on there we we uh we we run and own this company, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can just shoot us an email, and we'll respond. I can guarantee it. Alrighty, Dev, I think that's a wrap. We'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, catch up on the next episode, and uh, looking forward to the Buy Dirt series. Looking forward to it. Alrighty, we'll talk to you on the next one. See you, everybody. See ya.